are listening to the Barbara May Show, the place where we discuss all that really matters. We will cover all you need to know about lifestyle, health, spirituality, and plus so much more. Are you ready? Let's dive in. You are listening to episode two with Mariella de Toft, psychic and healer who uses sound vibrations, movement from yoga, and energy healing. In 2017, Maria entered her corporate sales job and dived into the holistic world. Her professional holistic journey started as a yin yoga teacher. In 2018, she became Reiki practitioner and a sound healer, and then started working with human grids, energetic blueprint, and the quantum field. Maria is also part of the Wellness Foundry Group in London, and in this episode, we will talk about modern witchcraft. Hello, hello. Hi. Um, My first question for you is, what are you grateful for? At the moment, I am grateful for my home. Uh, I have quite recently moved into a new home and I'm so grateful that I am in a position to be able to live by myself in London because I know that this can be very, very hard, uh, especially if, you, if you're not in a position to buy your own home. It's very hard to find somewhere to live that is both nice and pretty and convenient and all those things. And I'm very, very grateful for my home. Every single day I, I say thank you for my home. A huge congratulations to you on your property day. It's absolutely amazing news. And thank you so much for sharing this with us. And today I want to talk to you about modern witchcraft. So the last execution for witchcraft in England took place in 1716. So that's a bit of a history from Google. And it also says that the Witchcraft Act of 1735 put an end to the traditional form of witchcraft as a legal offence in Britain. And this makes me think um, that it's been... Um, almost 300 years ago, and then we are here today and talking about witchcraft. And uh, people are stepping back into their power and discovering all those amazing gifts and um, healing abilities. Well, first of all, I think it's very, very important to remember that Uh, especially, again, us who work within the holistic kind of environment or are very connected to our energetic um, kind of balance, etc., or yoga teachers work with our chakras, whatever we do on on more of a holistic kind of platform, um, at some point in time, it's very likely that we have, you know, been so-called witches um, and maybe even have been, you know, going through the whole kind of um, everything that bad that they were doing to all these wonderful people that were just trying to kind of support uh, humanity. And some of us, we are still, we still hold fears around it today, Uh, myself included. I needed to have a couple of really deep theater healing sessions to release my fear of being judged for what I do when I started to work. Um, So it's very, very important that this has been something that has been um, rooted into humanity so long ago, but in so many different generations. Um, So I think it's very important to really feel into it as a subject in whole and see uh, if we're still kind of today holding fears around what happened then and if there's things that we need to work with. And I think it was absolutely horrendous, you know, and and I think it's it's even happening today. Look at the tribes in the Amazons. You know, they are kind of the last sort of people that are living from the earth and are using, you know, herbs to heal illnesses and all those things. And, 
you know, still humanity is trying to to make them change and to to kind of make them move into a more modern society. And it's just it's so wrong. <laughs> it's so wrong. We should all just be allowed to live and, and be exactly as we are. Do you ever experience the fact that you get judged by people why you don't have a normal job? Why yes. is this what you do and you get put down? Yeah, a lot. I don't think so much from maybe my generation. So um, I was married before, for example, and my husband was, um, my husband was Catholic, but his mom uh, was, she's very Catholic, very, very religious on that. Part, and she did not accept it at all. I wasn't allowed to talk about it. I wasn't allowed to, to mention the universe or anything like that. I had to, ref- when I was talking about my things, or if I wanted to say something about it, I had to refer to it as, as God, for example. So that was one one place where I really felt a bit a bit judged for what I do and what I believe in um but from my my generation around me yes some people find it you know strange or maybe even a little bit scary but I feel that mostly I, I found it I found myself being judged by the older generation. Um, my grandmother, however, is very open-minded. She's the one that kind of brought me into this whole world when I was very, very young. But then again, my father and my grandfather, I, I can't even talk about it. They call it mumbo jumbo <laughs> and they just don't believe in it. Um, and yeah, especially this uh, this distortion that a lot of people hold that it's not a real job. I've heard that so many times from my family. You know, are you not going to get a real job? Like how, how do you expect to support yourself on this and doing these weird things and, and things like that but but again I've kind of learned that that's their it's their distortions is their energetic blockages is whatever is holding them back whatever they have been through to hold these beliefs now it has nothing to do with me and um, and I think once you are very aligned with your heart I know that this is right for me I know that this is my calling and also obviously I feel my own gifts and it's my job to share this I am here to heal. I'm here to support. I'm here to help humanity as a whole grow. So if I don't do that, uh, you know, I'm kind of working against myself. I specialize in yin yoga. So yin yoga is connected to the meridian system of the body, which is the internal energy lines. And yin yoga is also connected to Chinese traditional medicine. And so it's kind of the same as having an acupuncture session when you practice yin yoga. So that's how I started. So I was teaching yoga more mostly. And then I, I've always been a little bit psychic, uh, but I think at some point I kind of blocked myself to let all of that information come through. But as I started working more with my body, as I started healing my body, but also my mind through yoga, I noticed that my psychic abilities was really growing. And I started to be able to pick up on energies in places, in spaces, but also like around people and how the people were feeling. So I decided to take a Reiki healing diploma and I started practicing and giving Reiki. Um, And then from there, everything kind of just opened as a door. My psychic abilities became even stronger after my Reiki and the more you practice it as well. It's kind of like riding a bike, you know, you need to practice it, but once you got it, it will always be so easy for you. And, And the more you practice, the more you will feel, the more you will learn. Um, so I started to read the tarot cards and lately what I've been doing is that I've been working with something that I like to call the, the hum, 
the human grid field, um, it, which is kind of our blueprint. And I'm sure maybe most of you have heard about the, the grids in the earth, so that there are energetic lines running in the earth, but there's also energetic lines running around people, animals, everything that's alive, even trees. That's why it's so lovely sometimes to connect and hug a tree because <laughs> we're kind of integrating our energetic lines with, with the lines of the tree and we can receive information and healing through, through these lines. Um, so what I do is that I offer sessions where I energetically connect to people. Maybe they don't know what they need. So maybe they don't book a tarot session or a healing session or a yoga session. We just have a conversation and I connect and I ask for the grids of that person to be visible to me and I can see what needs to be healed and what needs to be restored within the grids of the person. Uh, and then we take it from there <laughs> and we kind of design a program tailored to them. Is that something you have learned or is it something you have discovered? So this was, no, it's been given to me by the universe or, or, or by the light beings. So light beings um, are also known as aliens. <laughs> they don't like us calling that, but unfortunately it's the easiest way to explain what they are. They are extremely intelligent, very, very high vibrational beings uh, that live high up among, you know, the stars and the moons and the astrology system of, of, of this earth. And they kind of conduct and create all of the energetic grids. It's when somebody is sent to the earth as a, a baby energy, um, that energy, that baby will come down with already integrated kind of blueprints of how that person is going to be. And um, obviously the baby will choose where to go as well, but it kind of brings with it, uh, with itself, some sort of information of, of who they're going to be as a person. Um, but yeah, all of this has just become visible to me within dreams. And then now, obviously, I have learned how I can kind of light it up so I can see it on, on people when I am connected spiritually. Thank you very much for that. So would you agree that everyone has a certain power? Absolutely. Everybody have. Even my my ex-husband, who was, you know, just believing in God and, and the bad and the evil very, very plainly, um, he started manifesting. And well, I was actually guiding him to, to manifest and start to work with the energies of the universe. And I said, it doesn't matter what you want to call it. If you want to call it God or the universe, it really doesn't matter. Um, or Allah or whatever, Buddha, whatever religion you're into. But if you start to work with the energies instead of kind of plowing your own way if you hitchhike I like to call it on the energies that only already flows around the earth you will start to experience a lot of things and such an easy thing as, as you did in the beginning just being grateful and you know everybody can do that everybody can tell themselves every morning and every night what they are grateful for and I promise you just by doing that you will already start to notice more magic and more positive things happening in your life how did you move on from your marriage to where you are now? Okay, so when it's about um, separation, you know, whatever sort of separation it might be, it might be separation from a job, it might be separation from a place where you used to live or separation from a person as it was in this case. It's very, very important to energetically disconnect yourself. 
And this is the, the um, another thing that people can do very, very easily, but we don't often do it, especially when it comes to places where we used to live or places where we worked before. Um, so I don't like to say that we cut the cords because cutting something leaves a, a hole. Um, so I like to say that we need to dissolve the energetic connections between that person or the place where we used to be or live or work, whatever it is. And the easiest way to do that, and something also that, that people don't really know about, is that we can just command it. The moment that you command something or you request something, request is a little bit too soft. <laughs> I prefer to command something that I command that my energetic uh, connections to my ex or my previous workplace or my previous home are dissolved. And the moment that we do that, something happens within your blueprint, within your grids, where your energetic connection is disconnected. And you will feel that it's so much easier to move on. And then it's also very, very important whenever you separate from something to try to do it on a positive from a positive place, from an open heart, from a heart filled with gratitude and with love and respect for the person and the experiences that you shared as well. And then you can move on from there. And this is little, you know, little witchy trick maybe that everybody again can do in your everyday life. And it's even, even the thing if somebody's rude to you, you know, when you walk down the street and somebody kind of like pushes you and, and you, maybe you stumble and maybe you break something that you have bought and you get so angry and it ruins your whole day. That person has now created a negative energetic connection to you and you don't have to touch each other, but whenever you exchange just a moment in time, you kind of become like an octopus. So we have all these energetic threads out. So almost every day, it's very important to just request for these energetic lines, these energetic connections to be dissolved so that you can, you know, sleep. And the next day you can wake up and you're completely kind of disconnected from everything that doesn't serve you anymore. So that was something that really helped me in, in my marriage. And also I, I demanded that all the kind of contracts, all the agreements, everything that we had, you know, created together that all of that were dissolved um, and I wrote him a letter as well a, a, a letter you know just highlighting the respect and the love that I had for him um, and I told him as well I said I now let you go I now dissolve all of the the energetic connections that we have and um, so that we both can move on you know with open and free hearts <laughs> Thank you very much for sharing that. I think it's very important um, and you um, suggest a great tip because there are so many people who are in um, toxic relationships or they are um, they working um, in a job where they're not supposed to be or they're doing things to please other people and they're not stepping in their power. Exactly. And then they become ill, <laughs> yeah. which you can talk more about um, mm -hmm. and how their emotions get blocked and what happens from there. Yeah, sure. So whenever we do something that we don't want to do, and this can be the tiniest little thing. If somebody asks you to go to the shop and get a packet of milk, if you don't want to do it and you walk to the shop anyway, and you're stomping your feet and your face is grumpy and you buy the milk and you come back home and you slam it down on the table. Just by you doing that, you have created an energetic blockage within your grid because you have done something forcefully. You have done something that you didn't feel aligned to do. So my grandmother taught me at a very, very early age, if you don't want to do it, say no. 
And it's never a problem to say no. And sometimes what I found as well is that a lot of people, we tend to lie. And this is another negative thing. We don't want to fill our field with lies or white lies. So if somebody asks you, oh, you want to come to the cinema to, to, tomorrow? And I'm like, no, I have to work or this and that, even though I don't have to. I'm creating blockages for myself and these build up. It's better to say, no, I don't want to. And sometimes you will find that people take it very hard and they say, oh, why are you being so rude? Why are you being so... But that's, again, it's their journey. It's their lessons. That's what they have to learn to, to work with and work through. It has nothing to you to do with you. Don't put yourself in a situation where you do things, where you lie, where you agree to things that you don't want to do. We need to learn to live in alignment with our heart. <laughs> and this is the most important thing. Because when we don't, as you said, our energetic blockages start to build up in the body, in the emotional body, in the spiritual body. And we start to experience manifestations, sometimes in the physical body, of the energetic blockages. A good example is that about 80% of all the spine surgery uh, in America, it's actually mental issues. So 80% of spinal uh, surgery that they perform could be prevented if the peoples were working, you know, with meditation, with movement, and, and releasing all of these blockages that's been building up in the body. Um, another one that's, that's quite funny is that if you have lower back pain, for example, which a lot of people are suffering with, a lot of my clients have lower back pain, and that's actually a fear of being rejected. Um, so that can have to do with all of those times that you have maybe not done something together with somebody that you wanted to be with. So you put yourself in an isolated isolated situation and that can then build up and then you it becomes a fear of being rejected and it manifests as lower back pain so yeah that's just some example of how it can actually work so can you share some experience from your clients on what um, illnesses or what issues have you dealt with yeah, absolutely. Um, so I very recently, uh, well, I'm still working with her. She's a lovely lady. She's in her 40s. And she was married when she was younger. And after her divorce, she hasn't been able to, to find another partner. She can't. Um, so she can't actually have a relationship longer than eight months. As soon as you get to the eight months mark, she finds something something wrong and she decides to, to end the relationship. And the funny thing is, it's the same with her jo job. Love Luckily, she's a project manager, but she seems to be able to struggle. Well, she struggles with projects which are longer than six to eight months. So it's making her life very limited, you know, with the products that, that she decides to take on with her relationships, because she said, I'm not even interested in dating anymore because I know in eight, eight months I'm, I'm going to break it up. So what we did in our first session was that I connected to her energetically and, and we went back and we went back into her marriage. And she said, but I, I've already dealt with everything from my marriage. I'm fine. I said, okay, but let me have a look. So we, I opened her, her grids. I made them become available to me. And as we were, as I was working with her, I said, but you noticed that your partner was cheating on you eight months into your relationship. And they were married for almost six years. But at eight months into her relationship, she had started to notice subconsciously 
that he was cheating to her. So she wasn't even aware of that that was happening. But her body, her energy was picking it up and her energy was responding to what was going on. The way he was talking to her, the text messages that he wasn't sending, all of those little things that she wasn't aware of, her body was was gathering and, and holding on to. So I then had to go, we had to go back all the way back there, back through the timelines. And I started to, first of all, command for her body to release everything that, you know, she didn't have to hold on to anymore. We always ask for the lessons to be kept and the trauma to be released. And this is very important as well, whenever you do some sort of healing work, because there is a lesson there. It's a reason that all of this happened to you. So it's very important to request for yourself to hold on to the lessons, but let go of the trauma. And then we started to work on her heart chakra, opening the heart chakra. We included some movement as well. So working with yin yoga on the arms and the shoulders, because our energy lines for for the heart and the pericardium, which is the heart protector, runs within our shoulders down to our ring finger. That's why we put the the ring on that finger, if anybody wonders when we get married, (laughs) is because we have an eye direct uh, energy line from the ring finger all the way up into the heart. Um, so we, we started working, so opening up both the physical body, but also aligning her energy. I did a lot of chakra work with her as well. And then we started working on negative beliefs, you know, because this has been happening now for a couple of years. So she has imprinted into her mind and into her blueprints that I can't have a relationship for more than eight months. I am not going to be happy in a job which lasts longer than six months. I, I need a break, you know, around the eight month mark. <laughs> so we started working to to dissolve and to release all of these uh, negative beliefs as well. So that's one example when it's more kind of based on a relationship. But um, another example is a gentleman that I've been working with for a couple of years now. And he's in his 50s and he had a, a hip operation on one side and he started to get problems on the other side of his hip. And so we started working with yoga, but obviously when I came to him and I connected to him and we were moving together and I felt his energy, I said, is it okay, you know, if we do a healing session, because I think you be- you need it. And he said, oh, I don't, I don't believe in this. <laughs> and I said, give it a go, you know, let's, let's try a couple of times. And uh, it actually rooted back into some sexual trauma that he experienced when he was very, very young, that he didn't even kind of didn't remember as well. And all of that sexual kind of upset had gone and got stuck in his root, uh, his root chakra, which is about the safety of, of your environment, of where you're in, and also into the sacral chakra, which is all about our sexuality and creativity and, and freedom, you know, freedom within our sexuality as well. And um, as we kind of started to work more both on the physical body, but also in the energetic body and and releasing that fear that he was holding and that he's been carrying for so many years, um, he's now able to, you know, ride bikes and he goes to spinning and he does yoga and and all of those things that he wanted to do in his older kind of days. He's able to do that now. But again, he wasn't even aware of what actually was wrong and it was manifesting as hip problems. Thank you very much for sharing. That sounds absolutely amazing. How do you deal with stress and negative energy? 
So I I don't like these people on Instagram and social media that are are always happy and you know they make it look like they they live on a cloud with unicorns. Life is not like that, you know. And I think the first thing to do is to be okay with that. I am okay with that. I know that some days, you know, things feel hard, especially now, you know, I don't want to go into COVID talk, but, you know, with everything that's happened, nobody could have prepared for this. And, you know, obviously I think us holistic practitioners, we had a feeling that something was coming, (laughs) but I I don't think we had any idea on what scale it was going to be. And I, it was very hard for me. You know, I, I divorced in February and we went into lockdown in March and I was alone in my apartment and I had panic attacks. I never had panic attacks. I didn't know what was going going on with me and it wasn't until I just accepted that the feelings were there and that they were okay and I even kind of welcomed them in instead of pushing anything away I just you know what today I just want to lie on the floor and listen to 70s rock music okay that's what I'm gonna do but I also find that it's very important for yourself that you put a timeline on it. So you say, you know what, I'm going to give myself today or I'm going to give myself a week if it's something big as, as a divorce or whatever. And then you decide that on that day, I am done. And obviously you need to continue your healing journey for whatever you know has happened to you. But it's important that you shift your mood. And so the first thing is acceptance, welcoming it in, feeling everything, journal on it, allow yourself to feel, to cry, to laugh and and even encourage it. So if you feel like you want to cry, but it doesn't really come out, you know, make yourself cry, watch sad movies and, and all that stuff, release it because it means that there's something that needs to be released. And then I love music. So music is my my kind of big passion in, in life, my treat. So I use music to lift my mood. Uh, but I also use music for whatever mood I'm in. <laughs> so if I'm sad, there's a lot of sad songs playing. But when I when I get to the point where, where it's time for me to shift my, my mood, music is my, my first stop. So, you know, cheesy, funny music, like the, the soundtrack from Dirty Dancing is amazing. <laughs> you know, all of this stuff. And just and then dance and move your body, shake it out, shake it out, shake it out, shake it out, Um, shake and dance or or yoga or whatever you find, you know, nourishing for you. Just shake it out, shift it out of your body. And, And then something that I do, I turn to gratitude. And, and appreciation for the people and, you know, everything that you have in your life, even, and sometimes people say, oh, I can't find anything to, to be grateful for. And I said, well, you have a phone that we're talking on, you know, be grateful for your phone, be grateful for technology and electricity and the supermarkets that we can walk down and we can buy whatever we want in the supermarket. How amazing is that? You know, just being here is is something to be grateful for and and really allow yourself to be filled with that gratitude. Let it bubble in your stomach and fill into your heart. Um, So, yeah, so music, move my body and then turn to gratitude and kind of fill that space of everything you released. You want to fill it up with, with positive vibrations. Thank you very much. What witchcraft would you recommend for a modern witch? I would recommend to go outside and take a walk in, you know, your favorite woodlands or the park and just have a look and see what items you can find on the ground. And then using these items to create an altar. 
Um, so an altar, I know a lot of us, we might think that it's, you know, dead, like dead animal skulls and, and black candles, etc. But it doesn't have to be like that. It can be very beautiful. It can be very summery or autumny. You know, you can depend on the, the season where you are and it can be very beautiful. Um, so using flowers and pictures maybe of people that you love, maybe a little picture of yourself as a child. And you can, you know, place beautiful items around yourself and, and give back to your, your inner child and do some inner child healing on your altar. Um, and I also love, obviously, to work with crystals. Uh, but something that's also very fun is to write your own spells. Um, spells doesn't have to be, um, you know, old and be handed down or found in a book. You can create your own spells. So little rhyming spells, maybe, or almost little commands that you can use maybe every day uh, so that you can have a, a little bit of magic every single day. Spells for going to to sleep spells for waking up it's always nice and you can you can spell your water and your food when you eat um so yeah that's that's a fun easy way to start thank you very much um another question i have for you i have noticed on your instagram this beautiful bag um you posted um it says i run on crystals and coffee yes. and i absolutely love it um so is it your new is it part of your new line or are you gonna be selling it creating it so I've always, um, I always had a, a thing for things. <laughs> like I, I love funny little quirky things. And um, I think now when everything is kind of moved online, you know, we're, we're all working online as much as possible. I really think that this is something that's going to continue. Uh, it's, it is amazing the things that you can do online. So I was thinking, what else can I do? What else can I kind of add on to my offerings? And a lot of people, whenever I have something such as crystals or funny bags or a cute t-shirt you know people ask me where is it from and I thought why not why not uh, you know start to share my, my designs and my ideas with with my audience so yeah there will be so especially this bag is a tote bag it's a 100% organic cotton and you can reuse it you know for your shopping but also for your yoga clothes and things like that and it says I run on crystals and coffee it's not my quote I have seen it somewhere else before but I just thought it was very suitable because I am a little bit of a coffee addict and um, and what I want to do is that I want to create some secret pockets inside where you can store your crystals. So whenever you carry your bag, you will also be carrying your crystals around. So yeah, that's something that's going to be launching soon on my website. So, um, where can listeners find you, get in contact with you? Where can we see you? So my name is Maria Lodetoft uh, and my website and my Instagram is under Daughter North. Uh, and this name I've chosen because I'm from the North. I'm from Sweden originally. And I really am very happy in my role as a daughter this time on earth. So I thought, okay, I'm going to be Daughter North. So yeah, I'm on Instagram under Daughter North and my website is www.daughternorth.com. Thank you very much for coming on a podcast. Thank you so much for having me and thank you to everyone who's tuning in. I'm sending you love and light. Thank you for listening. I hope you have enjoyed this episode and that you have gained a lot of information. As I have just launched this podcast, I have decided to give two lucky listeners a free psychic reading each month for the period of next three months. These readings will be a combination of a tarot and a psychic channeling. To enter, all you need to do is leave a review in the iTunes store, take a screenshot of it, send it to me on barbaramayshow at gmail.com, which is B-A-R-B-R-A-M-A-Y-S-H-O-W at gmail.com. As you may already know, um, reviews are very important for podcasts. 
and they will help podcasts to expand and direct the important topics discussed to the appropriate audience. At the end of every month, I will announce the winner on my Instagram, which is at the Barbara May Show. So keep your eyes peeled and I cannot wait to see you on the next episode.